is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. So, a bit of a change from our planned morning. Who's good with change here? Who likes change? Not many of us. Not many of us. We like to know what's going on, don't we? We like, to, we like some sort of routine and some predictability and some structure. Is that just me? Maybe it's just me. I like routine and predictability and structure. Um, but this morning is a bit of a change. A bit of a change from what, we'd, what we planned. Because over the summer uh, Sundays, what we've been doing is we've been having Desert Island Delights. Now, some of you, I don't want this to be disrespectful here, but I'm going to say it anyway because I include myself in this category. Some of you are Radio 4 listeners. Some of you have never even heard of Radio 4. But some of you Radio 4 listeners, like myself, so I put myself in this category, would be familiar with the programme Desert Island Discs, where a celebrity or a notable person chooses their, uh, their favourite music that they would want to be marooned on a desert island with. And maybe they can choose a couple of books as well uh, alongside the Bible. Now, I think at the end they have to choose, like, what's, the, what's the best one track that they want to be marooned with? If they could have no others, what would it be? And um, that, that's, what, that's what we've been using as a backdrop to our Sundays through the summer, thinking, well, for us, not what record would you want to be marooned with? Parents explain to children later what a record is. Some of you parents aren't even old enough to know what a record is. That's the shocking thing, isn't it? Anyway, you can, you can ask me later what a record is. So not to have me in a room with a record or a track, but if you were on a boat, I mean, sailing in some gorgeous, wonderful sunshine, and then suddenly a storm came and you found yourself marooned on a desert island, and you couldn't even grab all of your Bible, all you could grab was one page, what would it be? And why? And we've heard some people share over recent weeks what some of these passages might be and why they are significant to them, and perhaps the challenge for why they should be significant for us. But this morning, what we thought we'd do is rather than hear from one person, and you will hear from one person shortly, because I'm going to tell you what mine is. But I'd like to hear what some of yours are. And so Paul very helpfully gave you a heads up earlier in the meeting to think about what might be your, your, your favorite Bible passage and why. And there are one or two people in the room that are excused from this exercise. Those who have preached in recent weeks and shared it already with us. Although I might go to them as a surprise and ask for their second favourite. You never know. 
Um, but some of the some of the rest of you who we haven't heard from yet, I'm not looking for 10 or 20 minutes, just one minute. What is your favorite verse? Maybe a couple of verses and why? So, who's going to go first? Give me a hand up if you've got a passage you'd like to share and I can think about where we're going to go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight will be good. I reckon maybe but we might get a few more. A few more. So, I'm going to cut. So, who do we have down here to start with? Was it Bo? Okay. Bo? What is your favourite passage, first of all? Just read out, read out the reference. What is it? Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Okay, read us the verse. And then when you've read us the verse, I want you to tell us why it's special to you. Is that okay? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Fabulous. Good, isn't it? Anyone know a song about that verse? Yeah, we'll come to that later, maybe. Why is that verse important to you, then? Um, I think it just speaks the truth. Like, if if you're saved by Jesus, you're a completely new person. Um, you don't do the things you wouldn't you wouldn't do the some things that you would have done before you were saved. Yeah. Fabulous! Well done. That is a fantastic start. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, can somebody write down these verses for me, please? So w- remind me of that verse again. 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Can somebody keep a note of these and give them to me afterwards? That would be really helpful. Thank you. Cat. So again, tell us the verse to start with. 2 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk by faith, not by sight, and we live by believing and not seeing. It's what we trust in, but don't yet see that keeps us going. Fabulous. Good verse, isn't it? Some good verses here. And why? For this little man down here who we prayed and waited eight years for, and God sustained us. Yes, darling, that's a tractor. Um, Whilst Theo was in the NICU and extremely poorly, and we just, we praised God for being with us in every moment of waiting for him. Fabulous. And evidence of prayer is here, if you can't. Right, see, so there you go, wonderful. Thank you very much. Right, there was another one over here. David, did you put your hand up? Uh, tell us the verse to start with. I've got two verses, I'm sorry. Um, it's Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19, and then Joel 2, 21 to 29. I'll try not to read all of them. Um, but the first one, Habakkuk... Uh, says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, um, I summarize, yeah, I'll rejoice in the Lord. I'll take joy in God, my salvation. He's my strength. And then Joel 2 talks about the uh, fear not, you beasts of the land, of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine give their full yield. And it ends saying, you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Young men see visions. And even on male and female servants in those days, I'll pour out my spirit. Um, And I felt God give me the first passage uh, during university. And then almost as a response to that, the Joel 2 leapt out as like the fulfillment of those promises. Even when things look bleak, 
to trust God and that actually his promise is that he will be faithful and that he'll be with us and that the trees will bear fruit. Um, the vine will f have its full yield. There'll be abundant rain. Um, so, yeah, just standing on those at the moment. Very good. Thank you. So we've got, you know, it's, it's interesting to track some of these, isn't it? And uh, after at the end of this on the last Sunday, which will be not next week, but the week after, the last time we do this, we will put a list up, and then we'll, by some clever means, probably by raising of hands, we'll do a vote on which which is the uh, you know which which is our most favourite favouritest. Right, who else had their hand up, Derek? Is there one over here? I'll come back over here. So again, give us the verse to start with and then read it to us and then tell us why. It's a very familiar verse. It's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For me, that is just so um, profound that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for what Jesus done for us and how God loved his creation and all the promises in Scripture just flow through that, that the kingdom of heaven opens up and you don't only have eternal life, but you live that kingdom of heaven life right now through to eternity. Fabulous. Wow. That's good. Give Derek a round of applause. I reckon that's going to be a hard one to beat. Okay, you've gone right up there, John 3.16. Quite how we're going to manage to beat that. No pressure. Chris, no pressure, but tell us the verse to start with, then read it to us. Um, it's Psalm 139, which I could read all of it, but, but I won't. Um, but I have chosen verses sorry, I can't say, 9 and 10. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. So many scriptures I could choose, but we were singing Firm Foundation. It's one of my favorite songs, my favorite scripture, just because God knows everything and is holding me. Very good. Well said. <laughs> Wonderful. Excellent. These are good, aren't they? Somebody writing these down for me? Who's writing them down for me? Someone is. Okay, who is next? Over here, Sandeep? We've got two over this way. Okay. <laughs> On the psalm theme, Chris, I'm going to go for Psalm 121. Is, is this like Psalm Wars? Psalm Wars. Okay, all right. Psalm Wars. Mine's better than yours, Chris. Um, my favorite verses from that, sorry, 1, 2, and 8. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then verse 8 says, The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. I love that psalm because throughout my life, you know, whether it's you know as a as a kid at school or going through exams or you know getting ready to be married or new job or whatever, it just throughout that time I can just rely on a God that watches over us time and time again in the day and the night throughout your whole life. God is with you, watching over you, looking after you. I just love that. I cling on to that verse when I'm going through difficult times or good times. It's just wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. Very good. Have we got another psalm here? Or not? Psalm? No. Psalm, no. no. <laughs> so what's the verse? Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. 
but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not and not of us. Um, it just it, for me, it's it's just a reminder that I'm not dependent upon my own strength, you know, to do what the Lord want, want, wants to do. It's allowing Him to work through us, and we are not dependent on ourselves. Excellent, very good. Wow, thank you very much. That's a good one. Right, there was, oh, Maria and then Rai and then Anne. I think that was that. Okay. Okay, so tell us the verse to start with. Oh, crikey, she's writing notes here. We've got three points. They'll be given the same letter. <laughs> okay, what's the verse to start with? Philippians 4, verse 6. Okay, Philippians 4, 6. It's going to come up on the screen. Um, read that to us then. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to the Lord, or to God. Yeah. Wonderful. And why is that your, your go-to verse? I used to um, have a lot of anxiety before knowing Jesus, but for the last six years I've been anxiety-free. Wow. How good is that? Amen. Fabulous. Excellent. Okay, who else do we have over this way? Ray, and then I'll come to you. Okay, give us the verse to start with, Ray. Okay, well, I would might call it cheating, but it isn't. It's got two questions in it, and it leads on to the answer. So it's two verses, but really one, I think. So the, the writer got it wrong here. Anyway, it's from Romans, and after James uh, Hart and preached last week, this is a favourite verse of mine. From Romans chapter 8, verse 31, what... Then shall we say in response to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? And then it follows on, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Amen. Amen. That's a good one. So go on in. Why? Well, for me, that is just so um, comforting to know that this is what God has done for me, and it's everlasting and eternal, and it's through his son. Not through what I've done or anything that my own merits are good, but through Jesus Christ. And that I can rely on that, because he's proved it by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That we, in response to that, uh, who can be against us? Nobody can. God's with us. Very good. Wow. Thank you. And give us the verse to start with. Um. Philippians 4, verse 13. Okay, back in Philippians. Ooh, Philippians is getting up there on the, on, the, uh, on the ranking, isn't it? Okay, so read it to us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's been many situations I've been in over the years when I've just looked at what's going on and thought, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. And then that takes me back to, I don't need to do it in my own strength. I can do it in God's strength. And in some ways, even to the point of feeling it's God's responsibility, I can give it to God and God will enable me to do it. Wonderful. Wow, that's good. Thank you. Fantastic. Did I miss anybody who had their hand up earlier? Did I miss anybody? No? Okay. Right, well, thank you to all of you. That was brilliant. We've got a list of those to add to the... Uh, 
Add to the chart. Okay. Would you like to know mine? What do you reckon it is? Acts 2, what? 40. No. Trick question. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this and thinking if I could rescue one page of my Bible, would it be Acts 2? Now, I don't get me wrong, I love Acts 2. Those of you who know me, you know I love Acts chapter 2. It talks about the early church and what God was doing in the early church. And it's a wonderful passage to read and be inspired about the sort of church you want Jubilee to be. And that's why it's often my go-to passage to preach on. And we will be referring to it in a few, just a few weeks' time. Or well, I'm going to Acts 2, 42. You'll be pleased to know. But not today. And the reason it's not today is that what I've been saying is that if you were marooned on a desert island, I'm assuming you'd be on your own. So therefore, I'm assuming I'm on my own. Do I, is, the, is my go-to passage the one that talks about community and church and what God is building? I'm thinking, well, it's just me, a couple of turtles over there, a random squirrel. You can have a squirrel on desert island. And that's it. So probably not the passage about the church. So if it's not that passage, what would it be? Oh, now that's got you thinking, hasn't it? What would it be if it wasn't that passage? Well, I'm hoping it'll be the passage that keeps my iPad switched on so it doesn't keep switching off. But it's from, you ready? Drum roll, please. It's from the Bible. It's good, isn't it? Ephesians chapter 1. So if you've got a Bible with you, why don't you turn to Ephesians? Because I'm going to share just a few verses from there with you before we finish shortly. So Ephesians chapter 1. Now, there is lots in Ephesians chapter 1. There is certainly enough for a whole preach, a good 40-minute plus. I would argue there's probably enough for a mini-series. But don't worry, your roast chicken is not going to get two burns because I want to share just a few verses from Ephesians chapter 1 with you so the first one that jumped out at me is verse 3 so if you've got that in front of you verse 3 from Ephesians chapter 1 says this praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ it's a good verse, isn't it? And I figure that if I'm going to be on this desert island, if I'm going to be marooned and waiting to be rescued, I do wonder which of you would rescue me and which of you might leave me there for a while. I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up to that question. But while I'm waiting to be rescued, I think I want to be reminded that God has blessed me. 
And you know what? If you are in a tricky situation, maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at school. Maybe it's at home or with your friends. If there's a situation that is tough for you or challenging for you, you can be reminded of this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. God has blessed you. Turn to the person next to you and say to them, God has blessed you. He has. He really has every spiritual blessing in Christ. And we don't have time to unpack all that this morning. But we do have time to go on to verse 4. Listen to verse 4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He chose us in him. You know what, we often talk about, we often say things like, when did you become a Christian? Now, when did you respond to Jesus? And you might, you might answer like, oh, I became a Christian in such and such a time, or I went forward at a certain meeting, or you might go, oh, yeah, I did an alpha course and I responded to Jesus. And those things are true, but they're only true because of verse 4, which says that he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So actually, in your responding to Jesus, all you were doing is responding to God's choosing of you. And you know what? This is really important. It's not that God chose you because you did anything good. It wasn't that you tried hard. It wasn't that you'd you know, worked hard about, oh, I'm going to try and be a Christian. I'm going to try and follow Jesus. Like you might try hard at school, I'm going to try hard on my maths. I'm going to put extra effort in. It's not that you tried hard to be a Christian. God chose you before you were born. Scripture tells us he chose you before the creation of the world. Wow. So actually all you did was respond to God's choosing of you God did it it's about him it's nothing that you have done it's God's choosing of you he chose you he provided a way for you to respond to him he sent his son like we heard in John 3 16 that Derek shared so brilliantly with us he gave us his son in order that there might be a way for us to respond to God's choosing of us isn't that good? Isn't that good? There's loads more here in Ephesians 1. Let me pick out one or two more verses. He chose you. He chose to be holy. He chose you to be part of his family as an adopted son or daughter. Wow. Verse 7 talks about us having forgiveness of sin because of what Jesus has done. Verse 7 and 8 talks about him pouring out, him lavishing grace upon us. And then verse 13 talks about the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Kids, I want to ask you a question. 
Do you know what a seal is? I'm not talking about the sort of animal that you might find in the sea that goes, ooh, 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 or something like that. Not a very good impression, but you get the idea. No, 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 we're not really not going to do it again. I promise you. <laughs> okay, so not that sort of seal. Do you know what a seal is? What, is, what, is, what does Paul mean here when he talks about a seal? What is it? What, what are you saying? A seal of... Seals the paper. Yeah, it is that sort of seal. You see, in ancient times... If a document needed to be proved that it was authentic, say the king was issuing an edict about something, he would put his seal on the document to make it official, to make it authentic. So you could guarantee it was the real deal. You knew it wasn't someone pretending to be the king that had given this instruction, but you knew it had come from him. Because it had his seal, it had met some melted wax, and then, then a seal with a design on would be pushed into it on the paper. And so you would know, because of that mark on there, that it was genuine and authentic. What Paul is saying here, when he talks about the seal of the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit, he says this in verse 13, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. You know that what God has done in you is real and authentic and genuine because he has sealed it with his Holy Spirit. Just like a king in ancient times would put his seal on documents, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have been... The Holy Spirit has been given to you so that you know that God has done something in your hearts. He's done something in your life. And you know, if I'm going to be stuck on this desert island, I want to be reminded that God has done something. That it's all about him. It's his choosing. He made the way. And he gives his promised Holy Spirit as a seal to guarantee, actually guarantees our inheritance. Guarantees what God is doing in our lives. Guarantees that we're going to be with Jesus forever. There's a few verses there from just the first half of Ephesians 2. There is even, sorry, Ephesians 1. There is even more in the second half of Ephesians 1. But we don't have time for that this morning. So I've given you a flavor of why Ephesians 1 would be the page that I would grab out of my Bible. And thank you to all of you who have given us an idea this morning what might be the verse that you would grab from your Bible. Next Sunday, Life Group Sunday, so we're not meeting here, remember? The week after... We're going to hear from two more people sharing what are their desert island delights. And then maybe we'll have a vote as to which is our favourite go-to passage. Does that sound good? So let's pray and then we'll finish our time together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning that you are good, 
that you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, for the work you've done in our lives. Thank you that you sent your son to pay the price that we can know you and follow you and respond to your choosing of us. And now, Lord, we pray that you would fill us afresh with your spirit, that you would go with us in these next week or two. Uh, Father, whatever we're doing, wherever we might be, we might be carriers of your goodness and your presence and your light to all those around us. We pray for your blessing upon us and those near to us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.